Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. What's up, guys? It's Harrison Phillips here, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellows on the Circle of the Wagons podcast on Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills, baby. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times. Here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I am your host, Nate. Thank you so much for joining us. We have a lot of things to discuss. We're going to go over some of our thoughts and observations from the preseason game this past Friday versus the Detroit Lions in Detroit. We're going to talk about that. We have some really cool announcements that have to do with all you guys listening, all the listeners there, and also with uh, Circling the Wagons and uh, Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network in general. Just some cool discussions, and there's going to be a lot of things that just blossom off of that as well. Uh, But first, I'd like to welcome back my co-host during the regular season. He comes on and off during the off-season and preseason, my good friend, John. John, how's it going, buddy? going great nate how's it going with you dude it is it is fantastic i'm so glad that we could talk about this uh and all the other cool announcements that are coming later um but uh first things first man so uh, to put things in perspective you watched the game i was on vacation this past weekend i was i was i was in a cabin i i, I had no access to be able to watch the phone or the the game from where i was online but i watched all the highlights we're gonna have some fun discussions you were there watching it and uh, so, I mean, first off, we have to preface this episode by saying it's it's preseason, you know, like we're not going to get a ton from this. Right. Like the, like the, the the highs aren't too high. The lows are not too low. Like we just kind of got to keep a, a level ground when we're discussing anything. Right. Absolutely. And you know what? The bills are undefeated. You know, just as I predicted before the season, the, the bills are going to win every game and, you know, they're well on their way. <laughs> So I'm glad that you can keep that level head when discussing this. There's no huge expectations or anything. I mean, I mean, what I saw, I, I thought of you. I saw a funny stat where the Bills are undefeated since like 2018 preseason, and I was like, this is kind of a misleading stat because there was no preseason, you know, last year in 2020. So like, they had just haven't lost since 2019. That's what it was. Since 2019, they haven't lost a preseason game or something like that. I just thought that was funny. We don't take first off, you know, the the game, the the lions um, ended up losing to the bills 16 to 15. Um, The bills won on a last minute uh, Tyler Bass field goal. Um, I mean, just in general, John, like just any observation whatsoever, offense, defense, special teams. Um, Let's start with Tyler Bass real quick. I mean, how did he look during the game? And is he pretty much just picking up where he left off? at the end of his rookie season. 
Yeah, man, Bass looks good. Um, kicking a long field goal. Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see any any issues with him. Um, this, as far as the rest of the team, like they they, they ran the ball a lot, and, and I think that was just to evaluate. Um, I'm assuming to evaluate the running backs and offensive line. Like Trubisky, like he, the starting quarterback for the team, only threw two passes. So, you know that that's quite telling. Um, Singletary looked good, which was great. Um, the the pass rush looked promising with the the young guys they picked up. We still had a sack. I mean, they obviously still need a little bit of work, but like it's like you said, it's preseason, so it's you know they're just getting into it. Um, run defense seemed okay. Um, Cornerback depth, maybe not so much. Like after you know, you know, White didn't play, but like Wallace was good. But after that, maybe not so much. Um, they had a lot of penalties. Um, you know, a couple of them might not have been the greatest calls, but they did have a lot of penalties overall. Um, Webb and Fromm both made plays. You know, not bad for a third and fourth string quarterbacks. Um, it, you know, definitely. Pretty not bad overall, I, I think. Um, maybe maybe just a corner. Just a corner. Now l- let's start with uh, you brought up a lot of things there. I'm gonna I'm gonna quiz you on some of this, but um, as far as, were you surprised at all that? So Mitchell Trubisky only was in for two drives. Um, a lot of their starters were only in for two drives. Was it weird to you that the next guy in was Davis Webb and not Jake Fromm? I mean, we haven't seen a lot of Davis Webb at all. And Jake Fromm, this is his second season. He's a fifth-round pick. You, you're not expecting a ton from him. But I guess I was kind of thinking that they would have given him the next share of snaps. Was that a surprise to you at all? I don't know. I, th- I think that could have gone either way. I mean, last year he was their, quote, quarantine quarterback, right? Like, he wasn't around ever um, to really show anything. And, and like you said before, there wasn't a preseason last year during his rookie year. So, um, I th- think that could have gone either way. Um, I think it's good that they both got a lot of snaps. I think I'm almost more surprised that Trubisky didn't get more. Or maybe, maybe I'm not. I, I guess I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to figure out who their third guy is going to be. Mm-hmm. It sounds like between that and the running game, um, maybe they're trying to evaluate the running game, but also just trying to limit injuries. Um, I feel like that's one of those things where uh, either quarterbacks getting sacked or uh, wide receivers getting blown up over the middle or something like that. There's just less likelihood of an injury when you're running the ball. Um, I don't have any statistics on that. I'm just, I'm just spitballing. But um, as far as the run game goes, um, just my thoughts in general, and I don't think I've shared them on the podcast is this is a Josh Allen passing team first, right? So everything in this offense should go through Josh Allen. Now um, I don't care if the bills are 30th, in the NFL as far as like rush rankings, right? I don't care about that stuff. What I do care about from this year to last from last year to this year is that we can actually run the ball when we need to, when there is a defense that we're up against that, that stops and stifles our pass offense. Can you respond in the way that you should against a team that is vulnerable to the run. And last year, they just didn't really do it a lot. They really need to find ways to, to just maximize on their efficiency when they actually do run the ball. Like I said, I don't care if they're 30th in the league or 32nd in the league as far as like rush yards, but when you need to, can you do it? That'll be a big test for the the bills offense this season. Yeah, no doubt. And, 
from what you know we've heard from the offseason, Singletary has you know made some great strides, and that that showed in this preseason game for him. I think. Yeah, this was a an offensive line, like you mentioned earlier, about you know shifting things, wanting to see how the offensive line would go. I mean, this was without Deion Dawkins and Daryl Williams at both left tackle and right tackle, so they really gave the rookies. Um, and Spencer Brown, and actually, the so so I'm looking at Joe Biscalia's, uh, uh article on the Athletic, which is really great. You guys should check it out. But um, he gives each drive and who was um, on the field for each drive, as far as like starters go. And uh, Spencer Brown spent uh, most of the first half at left tackle, and then eventually Bobby Hart took over, and then Bobby Hart started at right tackle for the game, and uh, and ended at left tackle. So. Um, as far as you could tell, I mean, how were they protecting Mitch Trubisky when they had to? Because I'll be honest, in the highlights that I was looking at, it did not look like uh, those guys, any of the guys at all, really had a ton of time to throw the ball. Yeah, I mean, it was tough overall. I mean, I mean, like we said before, I, he only threw a couple of passes, so it was kind of hard to evaluate. Oh, based on that, I think. Mm-hmm. And Jake Kumro was one of the starting wide receivers today, so that like kind of lends into the fact that he was a training camp riser on a lot of people's, uh, you know, clipboards from media members in the camp, and and he was one of the starting wide receivers on the field, even if he didn't see a lot uh, of action, he was there. Yeah, and I, and I'm think and I think like one of one of the big competitions is going to be him and like guys like Isaiah Hodgins, and I think he got in the game mm-hmm. but i'm not exactly sure what that status is i i had heard that as well he that he faced an injury i don't know what the status of that is at this point yet either but yeah yeah which which kind of solidifies it even more potentially or they might keep more wide receivers this year as opposed to last year so um that's interesting the the greg Rousseau sack on the first drive was really interesting to see and especially against um you know a top 10 pick at at uh at left tackle that he was facing against when he made that sack and uh just looking at, at some of the notes he had a couple of pressures as well besides that one so um you know there were a lot there was a lot of talk coming from the draft into the regular season to the preseason that uh boogie Basham would be ahead of him because you know rousseau took the year off uh, due to COVID, so he basically didn't have a 2020 season. How is that going to affect him? Um, everything at camp looked good, and then you see him in preseason action, and you've got to be encouraged with the Bills' uh, pass rush. I mean, even if he's a rotational piece right now, uh, you've got to think it's a slam dunk as of now, right, John? Yeah, man, absolutely. Like the the, the Lions came out with all their starters. The Bills on defense had, you know, they only had a couple starters playing. Wallace and maybe one other guy. And um, they they dominated those those first three snaps and forced a three and out. They had the sack, the almost a pick. Like it was it was really great to see. Yeah, you got to be encouraged by that. Um, I heard that I was reading that Boogie Basham wasn't making as much of an impact. I mean, it's still early. Like I said, you know, we we can't we have to take everything with a grain of salt. And because of the Bills' depth on defensive end and also defensive tackle to a to a lesser extent in this scenario but i mean they have depth so they don't need boogie basham to be a major contributor at all at this point so that's that's really interesting to see you're excited to see it um i saw also which was kind of interesting was that 
uh, Ryan Bates started primarily at center the entire game besides the last couple of drives. They put in Jamil Douglas in the last couple of drives, but I know Ryan Bates has kind of been talked about as one of those depth pieces where he's very interchangeable along the line from tackle to guard to center. I thought it was interesting that they never even tested him out at uh, at tackle at any point during the game. So um, maybe that's just where they see him. Maybe they're grooming him for that, you know, past. Look at me. I'm, I'm telling everyone not to look into anything in preseason. I'm already figuring out what Mitch Morse is going to be doing after next season <laughs> if he gets cut. Uh, but I just thought that was interesting. It'd be uh, to see where they have him, that, especially because they didn't have Deion Dawkins. They didn't have Daryl Williams. So maybe even testing him out at tackle, which they did not do. So did yeah, any? But, so go yeah, ahead. Yeah, that that might be one of those things too, like where they they might feel like they're they're satisfied with their tackle depth. They want to make sure that the interior is good, and you know if he if he can play center and like you said with Morris, right? Like he also has an injury history, so if if he can do both center and guard, then that that they can make up for you know plus special teams and all that. It's something that we just take for granted so much with this coaching staff is is in years past, you know, um, I mean, I would write off guys if they weren't, you know, popping within the first year or two. It's just like there was just that was just the way it was going to be. But now it's it doesn't mean that you can take guys from like like I, I heard Andre Smith had a very good game as a backup linebacker. And you're talking about a guy that was a core special teamer. And, you know, for the most part, those guys hardly ever break the roster as actual defensive or offensive players. I mean, how many players, I mean, think of like a Taiwan Jones who, you know, takes limited snaps at running back, you know, like that kind of guy, a uh, Saran Neal who takes very limited snaps in, def- in, you know, the defensive backfield. And then you have a guy like this, who's learning the system. It might be the fourth linebacker on the roster after um, Edmonds, Milano and Klein. That's 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 kind of an interesting. It's it's such a cool dynamic to have, and I think I feel like uh, I I take that for granted as a Bills fan that the Bills coaching staff has the ability to 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 coach up those guys and get even more out of them than than you just might think. So John, you were watching this live on Friday night, and this was the first preseason football you've seen in a couple of years. How was it? Uh, not only just preseason in a couple of seasons, but just getting the first uh, football, just any sort of football game of the Buffalo Bills since the end of January when we saw the Bills lose to the uh, Chiefs in the AFC Championship. Well, it's kind of bittersweet when you say it like that. Like, I mean, they, they did really well last year. Um, and, I, you know, expectations are high this year. Um, you know, I, you know, I'm thinking Super Bowl. So, um, just, just I think just to definitely get into it and like knowing that the fans are going to be at the games this year and like in this particular game, seeing the depth play well, um, is is just all very encouraging. Yeah, this team's deep. I mentioned on Twitter that there will be at least uh, you know four players, potentially even more, that are going to end up being scooped up off the roster off cut day when that comes and uh, and be placed on 53-man rosters because the Bills are that good. If, if I was a GM in the, in the NFL, I would be scouring the Bills roster because you're going to find a guy that won't make it to, whether it's like, I don't know, I, like a Justin Zimmer. Like I mean, he, he'll probably make it, I'm thinking, but like who knows about Vernon Butler? I mean, all those guys, there's just there's a logjam of talent at certain positions where uh, they could, these guys could easily get picked up. 
So we talked about the Bills' first preseason game. Um, we told you not to think anything too highly, too much of it or too little of it, and we we went over a lot of that stuff. So it's all exciting. I'm really excited to see when Allen takes the field. But real, real quick, John, um, most important thing I think to, to take out of any of this is to limit the amount of injuries more than anything. I mean, it doesn't matter really. We're talking scheme. We're talking who's starting, who's who's not starting, who didn't see the field. But in the end, all that really matters is injuries and the lack of injuries to Bill's players. Um, I'm fine with Josh Allen never even taking the field in this preseason. I'm I'm fine with like several Bills players, like including Deion Dawkins, including Tredavious White, including Jerry Hughes, like proven veterans that we know are good that we can't afford to lose. Um, that I'm not worried about being ready for week one. Do you have that same philosophy as I do, or do you kind of see it as, you know, these guys need to get reps and they need to, to kind of, uh, you know, get in there and prove, improve something or, or just, just to knock the rust off. I think once upon a time, I'm, I would be in favor of knocking the rust off, but I think in the case of certain players, I, uh, including Josh Allen, and like Stefan Diggs and Javius White, <laughs> all these guys. Um, I, I'm okay if they don't play until week one. <laughs> and you're younger. I, w- I, I shared those same younger, naive days as well, thinking that it actually mattered when in, in the actuality. I mean, Josh Allen had no preseason last year, and he was uh, an MVP candidate. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, like, exactly. These guys don't need a preseason, th- those guys that we just mentioned. The preseason is largely for players on the bubble and evaluating that talent because um, there are a lot of cutdowns that are coming. And maybe for the lesser teams, knocking off the rust, right? But, like, you know, th- those marquee players, they don't need to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. You added digs in there. I'm glad you did. I forgot that one. But that's obviously a very important one. I'd add even like in Milano, Edmonds. Um, geez, we could we could let we could probably list like 20 guys that we don't even want to sniff the field. I don't want them even putting on shoulder pads to even even to pretend like they might go on the field in in case of an emergency or something like that. In case they can't even like field 11 men on the roster, like I don't even care. Just you're just gonna have 10 that time. That's all. That's all that's gonna happen. Oh, another guy get injured or something like. Oh, you only have nine on the field. Sorry, you're not you're not taking. Uh, you're not taking Deion Hawkins back on the field. <laughs> like put a put a backup punter or something at left tackle. I don't care. Um, <laughs> let's talk about some really cool things going on for the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network, and also uh, you know circling wagons and, and and everything going on here. So there we have started um, a Pick'em League in CBSSports.com. The websites for the Pick'em League and everything going into it will be at, in the show notes on every single podcast service you'll be able to click on them there there'll be a link there and also in the buffalo rumblings.com article they'll be there as well but basically this is a pick em league against the spread and i thought you know when talking with anthony marino the host of breaking buffalo rumblings you know discussing he always does this really cool uh pick em and survivor charity uh each i think it maybe maybe it's just survivor but he always does cbs sports.com survivor league and it always goes to benefit um, cancer research in the American Cancer Center. Always a great charity. Always a good cause. 
And this year, I talked to them separately. I'm like, hey, you know, we're thinking about a way to engage listeners and people that consume content via podcast listening, via YouTube, the viewers, and via, you know, buffaloedrumblings.com, the readers, and was thinking that this would be a great way to do it. Um, we are all signing up for this this league. Um, we are not going to promote it on social media to the extent of like just allowing everyone to do it. We want this to be more or less uh, just people that like our content because not everybody that listens to the pod, probably the majority of people that listen to this podcast and others uh, don't interact with us on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or whatever. Because, uh, you know, you guys are busy, you have things to do, but this is a way to, uh, you know, compete against all of us, uh, compete against each other to see who can win. So in the show notes, the way to enter this, uh, this podcast league is you go to the, go to the link in the show notes and you'll have to make a $5 donation to the American Cancer Society. There's a, there's a, uh, a link there. Uh, you can make more than $5, obviously, um, you know, but would never expect people to definitely do that. But obviously if you feel generous and you have the money, definitely do more than $5. But, um, sites in the show notes, after you make that donation, you'll be able to enter into the CBS sports league. Just do it on your own. And, uh, we'll just verify that you've made the donation. Um, here are the prizes though, for the first four places. Now I'll give you the uh, the worst prizes first, and then I'll give you the the most amazing grand prize last. Okay, so the first prize is uh, is your choice of any of the four Bill's autographed pieces of memorabilia, and myself and uh, and Anthony have uh, donated these to this to this. Uh, we are if if you're new to our podcast, we usually do uh, prizes during the season, but um, this is one of those things where we're doing it for. This cause is going to be fun doing all year round. First thing is a blue Thurman Thomas signed jersey. Um, another one is a red Zach Moss signed jersey. Another one is a blue Harrison Phillips signed jersey. And the last prize is an 8x10 signed John Feliciano photo. So those are the four prizes for the first four places. If you're in first place, you get to pick which one you want. Second place, third place, fourth place from there. That's how that's going to be laid out. But the most important prize of all. I think, in my opinion, after all, I know you're thinking like, what could be more, what could be cooler than some signed memorabilia, right? Some signed Bills memorabilia from either greats or current players on the roster, and that's an appearance at the end of the season or the postseason on Circling the Wagons podcast to talk anything and everything Bills except whatever signed piece of memorabilia you choose, and uh, and just you know, just talk Bills with us. Uh, I. I've always been looking for a reason to include listeners. A lot of listeners over the years have reached out and been like, how can I be a part of this? I'm really enjoying it. Or like, I think I could do better. Why don't you let me on? Uh, so if you want to give your piece on the bills give your two cents on at the end of the season or the postseason, when we've done our final recap, the next week after we will have you on, we'll figure out your schedule. We'll talk bills. We'll talk what you thought of the season. The pr- hopefully we're talking, hopefully we're talking about your thoughts on a Super Bowl win. If we're being honest, hopefully we're talking, you know, what did you think about the Super Bowl win? Are you at the parade? Yes or no? Yes or yes. Are you at the parade? Yes or yes. So, um, that's what really mean, hopefully this is this is this is the year, Nate. I, I I love your optimism, John. I wish I shared it as intently as you do. Uh, but I've I've been disappointed too many times in my life, just in general. So that's not your fault. That's not the Bills' fault. It's partly the Bills' fault. I'll be honest. For 17 years it was the Bills' fault. Well, this year is different. This year's different. Oh, 
I hope so. I hope so. We're going to have an interesting discussion at some point about, um, you know, anything that could possibly take the Bills season off the rails or anything that could put it above into a Super Bowl realm. But yeah, man, I'm with you. This is, this feels like a good year. This feels like a good year to me. So, uh, knock on wood. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's the, uh, <laughs> that is what we're talking about for the Pick'em League. Again, the information is in the show notes. We'll also be doing uh, prizes during the season for Circling the Wagons listeners. Uh, for those of you that don't know, we do a post-game recap every week, uh, and we discuss the Bills game. We give we have a fun, several different fun segments to that where we definitely try to engage users, uh, listeners uh, over social media. So uh, be aware of that. If you're not following us, by the way, on social media, we're at CTW pod. That's at circling the wagons pod. So definitely follow us there. So we'll probably have like um, each week we'll have a signed piece of memorabilia that we'll be giving away um, for circling the wagons podcast. So stay tuned for that stuff and all of that, uh, all of the, our ability to do stuff like that, to give away, you know, the, the signed memorabilia for uh, the CBS Pick'em league to give away signed memorabilia for you know, when you listen each week to circling the wagons, a lot of that has to do with our sponsorship with the uh, DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. And a couple of years ago, for those of you that have been listening, we did a, an interview with Bruce Smith there and we started a relationship and, uh, you know, they've allowed us to the ability to interview any future hosts. Of course, after that COVID happened, so there were no uh, guests there to interview. Nobody was traveling for that. So they promised us first dibs on any interviews in the future. And they're also sponsoring us. So um, thanks to everyone there over at the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. We've been there several times as a podcast group to you know enjoy the games make bets obviously because we love uh we love making sports bets and as of now you know sports gambling is not legal in new york state so the uh, overall in new york state so there's a few places you can do that one of those places is the DraftKings sportsbook at delago um we've been there several times it's just a fun time then we've recorded the podcast right after they've made uh accommodations for that so really cool people appreciate them sponsoring us again for another season would absolutely recommend anyone who hasn't been there to go there and uh, we're hoping to go again this season hopefully if everything you know goes well uh here locally um and with our schedules we hope to go there again and hopefully meet some more fans and stuff like that um beers on us there and uh yeah that's a fun time. So thank you, everyone over there at the Delago Resort and Casino. Um, w- real quick, John, did you know that, you know, we're talking about all these things going on with the podcast, specifically Circling Wagons. Did you know that we now have a student-athlete brand ambassador? I had no idea. Tell me more, Nate. <laughs> well, uh, we were messaged by uh, a listener, which was really cool. Uh, it was like, hey um, – would love to love everything you guys are doing on social media and the podcast, which I'm like, first, I, uh, first off, I'm like, stop lying. Okay. Nobody likes everything that we do. on the, <laughs> I don't even like everything that we do on social media, the podcast. So stop lying. First of all, but second of all, I was like, appreciate that. Um, he's like, I w- I would love to be a brand ambassador for you guys. And I was like, well, what the hell is a brand ambassador, Alex? Because I've never heard of that in my entire life. Um, actually, I heard about Barstool kind of doing that, but I still have no idea what's real. And, you know, you know, we're busy. We're busy during the day with our jobs. Like, I, as much as I love to be on social media, I just don't have the time to do a lot of research. I'm like, hey, give me the skinny. You want to be the brand ambassador? What, what does it entail? So he's like, okay. So Alex is like, I'm a lacrosse player over at COW. 
which I had no idea was the College of Wooster, which if you had to pick a place of where Wooster is, would you think it would be in Ohio or Massachusetts? I'm sorry, did you say C-O-W? Yeah, C-O-W. Cow, right? Cow. Is that what yeah, you said? Cow. Okay. He plays, he's a lacrosse player, Cow, okay? All right. <laughs> At the College of Wooster in Western Ohio, which I had no idea existed, but I'm so glad I do now because he he was like, you know, Basically, what a student athlete ambassador does for your brand is, you know, promote your podcast, your merchandise, get more sales and lessons and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know what? Uh, we don't have any money to pay you, Alex, but we would love you for you to be part of this this team uh, and, you know, promote our podcast. So he's been doing a great job of that at Instagram. If you're not following Alex, uh, he's over at Al Galbraith 221. That's A L G A L. B R A I T H two twenty one over on Instagram. So he's already he's already promoting all of our podcast stories and stuff like that. Cool dude, nice guy. Good luck at lacrosse uh, this semester at the College of Wooster. Um, and yeah, if you have anything, Alex, that you know you're you're winning only when you're winning, share it with us and uh, and we'll repost it. Um, I also forgot to mention he mentioned the merchandise thing. I kept I keep forgetting that one of the other reasons that we're able to do some really cool giveaways is our T Public store. Now, if you haven't checked it out, it's tpublic.com/stores/ctwpod, just like our Twitter handle ctwpod, circling wagons pod, and we have like hundreds of designs, some by us, some by some really other talented builds artists there that you can get on shirts, tank tops, hoodies, whatever. Like they have everything, different types of shirts, different types of tank tops. They have everything you can get it in a coffee mug, whatever. Like we have several designs there have done really well there. We appreciate everyone supporting us. I know you guys have already done that. If you haven't checked it out, I would absolutely su- suggest that you do it. I'm constantly scouring T public to see if there's any other cool designs that I can promote from other artists on there. And, uh, and yeah, we're adding some more. Our graphic designer, Nick is doing a kick-ass job. He's got some more coming for the Buffalo bills this season. Uh, we're making sure that some players aren't being cut <laughs> before we release them. So they'll be ready ready before the season so uh also pay, check out our uh our you know I, i'll promote them on social media as well so uh do so they yeah have any of those, do they have any of those shorts that uh josh allen wears oh if they if they sold shorts um that would probably be the highest selling item on all of t public not just you know the bills section of t public just t public and t public is cool because it's got like everything it's not just Buffalo Bills, obviously, it's like millions of different designs for every single facet of life. The office or, you know, camping or musicians and artists. It's really cool. Anyway, um, John, should we talk about the wedding thing or no? It's up to you. Do you do you want to even mention it? It seems like you've already mentioned it. I feel like <laughs> don't you don't you hate when people do that? I hate that. I hate when people do that in life. They're like, oh, so this weird thing. Ah, uh, you know what? I shouldn't say anything. And now you're like, oh, well, you've absolutely piqued my interest. <laughs> you know, I could care less before, but now I am all ears. This thing happened the other day, and it was really, ah, I shouldn't talk about it. Tell me more, please. <laughs> so <laughs> one of our good friends uh, is having a wedding on opening day of... The bill season. So we don't have season tickets anymore, but I was able to, you know, one of my friends works, um, does sales and he was able to get season tickets again this year. And, um, I could have gotten Jim Kelly club seats for the season opener this season, which is insane. I've only had club seats once and I had to pay out the, pay out the rear end for them. 
Have you ever done club seats, John? Jim Kelly Club, Van Miller Club. I, I feel like like for a preseason game once or something, I got oh, yeah. something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you're joking, right? You got it with me, remember? <laughs> Is that what it was? Came, you came with me. Well, shit. <laughs> This is a long time ago. (laughs) It was a long time ago. This is the second time that's happened. (laughs) (laughs) We were at a bar once on like some bar crawl and, uh, you know, we're halfway through it. So we're feeling pretty good. And John's like, dude, have you ever had club seats before? He's like, I went to this. I went to this game once. It was a preseason game, but. It was like we had like Jim Kelly club seats and it was amazing. It was so good. I'm like, oh, did you have a great and I knew that you that you were talking about the time we went. I was like, oh man, that sounds like a great time. Like, who'd you go? I don't with? remember the conversation whatsoever. <laughs> and you're like, oh, like ah, I'm trying to think of who I <laughs> Oh, you looked at me like <laughs> like it all clicked. I could see the wheels turning. But no, no, that was a <laughs> people I think no, I had a lot I, of fun with you, Nate. <laughs> Super, super memorable time, bro. Uh, <laughs> so, um, first off, like, I, I'm not gonna, I would never shame anyone for having a wedding on a Sunday. Like, like, dude, life is expensive. So it's definitely not a cost thing. But can we just say that, like, you should limit when you have Sunday weddings from, like, <clears throat> September to January normally. So that way it's like, oh, february like on like right like sundays are are open it's like whatever like you're not usually missing a whole lot right do you do you think it might have been postponed because of COVID, or do you think that was the original date i think it was postponed but i bet you they got a good deal because it was football sunday right like most most games like most like that probably that september to october time time frame they're like nobody usually has weddings on sundays because of football right so like I bet you I bet you it was like a deal it had to be which I wouldn't blame anyone for, but the one thing because we had to record a podcast was it last year or the year before where I had a wedding to go to only and it was because of my wife's friend and I and I went over this in a podcast uh, a couple of seasons ago but basically it was like a wife's friend who like it was like a sister's a friend's sister so it was like three times removed or something like that and then uh it was like right at 12 30 was the wedding like thank god the wedding that we're going to on opening weekend is 4 30 which is a logistical experience in general we'll talk about that but but this person had a 12 30 on a sunday just it was like 12 30 3 30 it was just like at the perfect time so like i had my phone <laughs> just open up the nfl network just trying to catch to see what the bills of course it was like the bills patriots game too where Brady was playing, but well, so you, John, you have to like my, my, my sister got married in April many years ago. It was draft day. So like me and several other people were <laughs> getting our phones out like the entire time. And, and that was just for the draft. It wasn't even a game. <laughs> you're like in the wedding. You're like about to walk into the reception hall and you got your phone out. <laughs> They're about to introduce like, you know, the bridesmaids and groomsmen. And you're just like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, I just got to see how the bills make here. here. You go ahead of me. You go ahead of me. <laughs> um, aren't you glad I had our wedding was in April. But I planned it so that I actually didn't plan it this way. It just worked out this way. It was a week before the draft. The draft was, was in May. That yeah, thank you. 
Thank you. I like to think so too. I like to think so. So we know about discounts, you know, nobody, not a lot of people do weddings in April. <laughs> so, um, do you think that we'll be able to make the wedding at four 30 when the game's at 1 PM and it's against the Steelers? So it, it's not like some garbage team. Like the Steelers are good. It could be, you know, Big Ben's you have, last dance. You definitely have to, like, I'm not going to assume overtime because that's rare, but you have to assume that it's going to come down to the last four minutes. Mm-hmm. So it depends on your travel time, right? Oh, yeah. So, like, do you, you know, de- depending where the wedding is, like, can you get, you know, to a bar that's closer than where you are? But then you got to make sure you have daycare for the extended period of time and oh, yeah. all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of logistics that go into this. He he was probably thinking like, oh, 430 will be fine. Do you think like he's getting ready for his own wedding? He's a huge Bills fan. Do you think he'll be like, hey, what's going on in the game? Like the whole time? Or he'll just be like no, a nervous no, wreck? He'll probably have a TV right wherever he is. He'll be fine. He'll, he'll <laughs> see the game. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wow. Okay, well, I, I mean, you know, I'm he'll hoping be, he'll that... be ready for the wedding at one o'clock, and he'll just watch the game at the the reception bar or whatever, right? Oh yeah, now that's what a smart a smart groom would do is be ready at one. Every tucks on everything. Don't leave anything to chance at the last second. Get it done by one, and then just have a few drinks to calm down, and you're ready to go at four thirty, right? Right, and then you'll either be extraordinarily happy because the bills won, or really disappointed going into the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, man. So, uh, so obviously, you know, we've talked about you. You're married. Would you? Do you think that it is a staple of Bills fans' wedding receptions to have the shout song played? Like, I'm expecting the our friend Chris is 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 a, is a Bills fan. I expect that to be played at the reception, don't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Won't it be a disappointment if it's not played? I think if they at least at a minimum do the original. Um, song mm-hmm. by the Isley Brothers that that'd be okay too because people just fill in the you know the, the yes. bills <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's a good point that's a good point I have to figure out which point in the reception where if they don't play it I'm just gonna walk out if I don't hear it I'm just gonna say like hey like you guys had your chance like we we gotta hear this song before I leave I, and that's another thing because it's a Sunday like I'm not staying super late i can't stay till like 10 o'clock or whatever yeah we have to to record that night for the for the recap and you know yeah i didn't even think about that (laughs) i think i'm thinking about like my kid like going to kindergarten for fourth day of school (laughs) on that monday or whatever it is dude john i just got the setup man do you want to record right there in in the reception like at at, at, as you know the shout songs being played in the background do you want to record that night like that yeah, I'm sure my wife will love to wait around for this. <laughs> this podcast is remote, uh, and your wife will oh, – both of our wives will love it. They're just going to be like, this is great. I'm glad well, I feel like – But they could join in too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They can give their two cents. Okay. All right. All right. I'm in. So um, that was all – was there anything else, John, that you wanted to mention, either from the game or training or uh, preseason observations or anything like that on your list? I know you were keeping some notes there, which I appreciate because I wasn't able to watch the game. No, I think uh, I think we pretty much hit on everything. But, okay. Yeah. Key takeaway is uh, we just wanted to limit injuries, which I, I think we did for the most part. We'll see how practice goes this week. Uh, with injuries, obviously, you know, there were some key players that didn't play because of injury, like Zach Moss, um, 
even Christian Wade didn't even see the field because of that, which I was kind of hoping he was going to. I kind of really want to see him in the preseason, especially. Uh, but we'll have to wait till preseason game number two and three, um, which I had to be reminded today or this past weekend that there is no preseason game four because I completely forgot with the 17 game season change uh, this offseason. So uh, looking forward to that again, guys, check out the Pick'em League information in the show notes and on buffalorumblings.com in all podcast show notes you'll find them whether it's our podcast or any of the other great ones on the buffalo rumblings podcast network again thank you to the delago resort and casino for sponsoring us again and and giving us the ability to hand out some pre-kick-ass prizes to our listeners and and the people that are in the pick'em league so thank you again for them, um, also check out our T Public store, tpublic.com slash store slash ctwpod for the absolute best bill shirts on the internet. And I feel confident in saying that completely uh, without even doing my due diligence and research. So thank you everyone for listening. Appreciate you guys all tuning in. Enjoy your week. So for John. Hey, go Bills. We're undefeated. Let's go, Josh Allen with a big contract. Let's get the Super Bowl. Let's get all the Super Bowls, all the MVPs. Let's go, Bills. And for me, Nate, I forgot to mention this earlier. We have the new Bills Mafia anthem from recording artist Don Brown. Now, we had Don Brown on a couple of weeks ago to promote his spot with Rick Ross over um, over that weekend at Outer Harbor, and he just finished it. He gave us the new Bills anthem. It's called It's a Bill City. It's amazing. You guys are going to love it. Check out all his other music, Dom Brown, on Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, everywhere you check it out. Go Bills, and we'll talk to you guys again next week. Yeah. Buffalo, stand up. It's the mafia. <laughs> uh, it's a Bill City. Yeah. A Buffalo Bill City. Yo, uh, it's a Bill City. Yeah, a Buffalo Bill City. Yo, we got Josh Allen, got Step Diggs, we got Cole. Deion Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow. Mafia, you know we on a roll. No competition and it's not even close. Yeah. Ike McKenzie on a jet sweep, maybe it's a fake. Honestly, it's a TD either way. When you got Diggs and Bees and Gabe Davis, three-headed single Terry Moss Brader. Who gon' stop us? We the greatest. Forget Mahomes, forget Kelsey, forget Hill. Come and replay us, cause we ready. Sebastian like Boogie, yeah, we ready. Moving for Cody Four, we ready. Kick they bucket like Ike, yeah, we ready. Dawson Knox with a spike, are you ready? Season tickets, I'm hype up the team, ready. Buffalo, this is our team forever. Forever. We got Josh Allen, got Step Diggs, we got Cole Deion Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow Mafia, you know we on a roll No competition and it's not even close It's a Bill City A Buffalo Bill City It's a Bill City Yeah A Buffalo Bill City Yeah we got Josh Allen, got Step Diggs, we got Cole. Deion Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow. Mafia, you know we on a roll. No competition and it's not even close. It's a Bill City. It's a Bill City. Yeah. 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 A Buffalo.
Buffalo Bill City. Buffalo Bill City. Yeah. What? It's a Bill City. It's a Bill City. Yeah. A Buffalo Bill City. Buffalo Bill City. Uh. Yeah. Taryn Johnson with a pick six. It's just too easy. Don't pass it to Treyway. Please believe me, we got high right behind them and pour your free. Please don't run up the middle unless you want to meet a star. Greg Russo can show you what he's about. Trey Edmonds and Matt Milano can't get around him. Our team is grounded over here. Yeah. Sebastian like Boogie, yeah, we ready. Moving for Cody Ford, we ready. Kick they bucket like Ike, yeah, we ready. Dawson Knox with a spike, are you ready? Season tickets, I'm hype up the team ready. Buffalo, this is our team forever. Forever. We got Josh Allen, got step digs, we got Cole. Deion Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow. Mafia, you know we on a roll. No competition and it's not even close. It's a Bill yeah. City. Yeah. 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 A Buffalo Bill City. Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. <laughs>